I'm interrupting right after the opening, you know, the opening. Francisco Lindor just hit an inside the park home run. <laughs> this is Willits Pod. That's Addy. We are recording this, obviously, on Wednesday night, March 15th. You are hearing this sometime later than that, unless you have figured out some kind of magical loophole in the space-time continuum, in which case, please come here right now and let me know what I am about to say. I'm Jesse from the internet. You have heard the sound of a crisp, refreshing Arizona iced tea, green tea with ginseng and honey. Not a sponsor of Willits Pod, as I've said before, a sponsor of my life. Such a good one, though. Love the green tea. It's bold of you to be drinking it at 9.15, though. There's a little caffeine in there. There's a little. Um, there's also the 7 p.m. nap that I took. I'm a mess. Uh, that is Addie from the internet. Hi, Addie. Hi. Excited about Francisco Lindor. That's good. So am I. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> also here from the internet is Crystal. Hi, Crystal. Hello. How are you? You know, hanging in there. I drugged my dog a little bit so she'd be quiet during this podcast. <laughs> so, fingers crossed. You know, I I don't. Uh, what kind of drugs do you give a dog? Like, oh my <laughs> they are. It's like puppy CBD and yeah, melatonin and stuff and things. You've heard uh, Addie and Crystal on this show before, as they are, you know, the co-hosts of this show. I'm just the person who opens the iced tea and starts talking, um, hits the record button, and all that. Um, also, though, from the internet, we have a guest today. Uh, we've got Brooke from the internet. Brooke, how are you? Hi, I'm I'm doing good. It's been a little while since I've been on uh, one of these deals, but uh, thanks thanks for the invitation. Yeah, uh, Brooke joins us from the Sickos Committee, uh, best known yes. for college football, um, and neither of my regular college football uh, partners is here today. Uh, we'll, we'll get that going another time. Sorry, you got the baseball freaks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, that's 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 where I fit in. That's kind of my specialty too. So well, exactly, <laughs> then welcome. Is- you got the baseball freaks. <laughs> Yep, my people. <laughs> As I was going to say, the the Twitter voice of uh, Sickos of Summer. Uh, yes. How, how long has that's been? Like a month now, or more than? Um, that? Been, well, I'm, I'm one of I'm one of the voices of it. Uh, I started the account uh, back in like November, maybe, but it's only been obviously in the last month or so as spring trainings started to ramp up. That. Um, we really dug into it uh, and started to get some traction. And lately, mostly just been having fun tweeting about the World Baseball Classic. Yeah, and uh, what a what a World Baseball Classic it has been! Oh boy, there has been there's been a lot to enjoy about it. Yeah, uh, what what has been your favorite part so far? All right, so there's a few things <laughs> I. Sorry, going chronologically. First, there's just everything about Pool A was just magical, uh, ending in a five-way two-two tie that had to be uh, tie broken by runs allowed per defensive out. A statistic and, that existed in like everybody's consciousness before this. Oh yeah, no. Everyone is totally keeping track of that in just the back of their heads as this was going, and and because uh, they knew it could, uh, they'd probably have to pull that out. And yeah, I saw so many people trying to just explain to themselves and figure out for themselves, just on the TV broadcast, how the tiebreakers actually worked while these games were happening and it was looking like it was going to have to go to the tiebreakers everyone it's it's that was a lot of fun to watch follow that up almost immediately within like a couple of days by a walk-off mercy rule perfect game (laughs) and that to me 
is a perfect game. Like I, yeah. we we can have this conversation all day long. I will forever say you got everybody out who came up to face you. That is a perfect game. It's the it, within the rules that they play this competition by. That's a perfect game. Yeah. So count it. Uh, it counts in, in my mind too. Yeah, it's first World Baseball Classic, perfect game. Uh, and, and that I uh, follow that up with, as of right now, at least there is the potential for Pool C <laughs> to go to a tiebreaker as well. So Pool A, not not only was it a five way tie, but there were also t- a two lap circle of sicko which is where uh, if you take a conference uh, in college football or a division in some sort, you have like team A, team B, team C, and you can make a circle where team A beat team B, team B beat team C, team C beat team A. That's, that's a circle of sicko. Beautiful. In group, very in pool geometry. A. Oh yes. It, it's it, vital. Uh, to maintain awareness of a uh, circle of sicko or the potential thereof. We're always on the lookout for those. Uh, so in pool A, you could complete two laps. So if you started with Netherlands, the Netherlands beat Cuba, Cuba beat Panama, Panama beat Chinese Taipei, Chinese Taipei beat Italy, who then beat the Netherlands. And then you can go back around using the other five games played in, in that pool, Netherlands beat Panama, beat Italy, beat Cuba, beat Chinese Taipei, beat the Netherlands. So you could complete two full laps of a circle of sicko just in pool A. Now we've also got one of those in pool C, and we've got the potential for a three-way tie between Canada, Colombia, and the U.S. if Colombia beats the United States tonight, in which case... If Colombia scores 12 or more runs and the United States scores 10 or more runs, Canada will still, despite losing today, will still advance to the next round. Now, that is a lower set of run figures than had earlier uh, been discussed. And and this will all be moot by the time any of this is heard. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This is hilarious. (laughs) This is all only true for about the next couple hours. Yeah. How convoluted these tiebreaker rules are. Because I saw you you earlier work this out with spreadsheets that, like, the United States had to score 19 or more runs and still lose for Canada to advance. You see, and my error, and yes, I did did make spreadsheets to calculate all of this. My error in those spreadsheets... um, was that the tiebreaker apparently only counts the the count it goes by the ratio of runs allowed to defensive outs. Dorado. Uh yes. <laughs> uh only for games between the teams that end up tied. So I had initially had it uh for all of the games between all of the teams in that pool. But no, it, it, if Colombia beats the U.S., then the games between Canada, Colombia, and the United States, uh, the, the four games, three games between uh, those three teams uh, are all that will, are all that would um, it's beautiful. count towards calculating that. It so uh, what, what it comes out to, and I did update my spreadsheet, and this was with... Um, some corrections from uh, Michael Bauman on Twitter. Um, so what it comes out to is that Canada can still advance if the U.S. scores 10 runs and Colombia scores 12 runs. And that's not accounting for like, extra innings. That's also assuming that uh, Colombia is leading after eight and a half innings, so there's no bottom of the ninth. But uh, that's that. There is still a very real possibility with how crazy things have already been this tournament that Canada is still in it. They are. This is what mathematically alive is all about, and why we do the math. And exactly, uh, that is. Um, I think, like, really, 
you don't have to, like, that's, that's what I like about this. You don't have to explain to us why you did spreadsheets and copious math <laughs> for a, an eventuality that will last a matter of hours and the chances of it actually coming to fruition are about the same chances of me picking up this can of delicious Arizona iced tea and certainly <laughs> sipping uh, some Moet and Chandon champagne. <laughs> oh yeah. The, and that's, I'm and across all of the sports uh, that we, at least so far that we cover <laughs> the sickos committee. Yeah. That's what we do is we just live in the moment and enjoy the, uh, what wouldn't conventionally be called the uh, necessarily good aspects of a particular sport, but I, I, the commissioner uh, Escalante went was on the Paul Feinbaum show uh, a few months ago, and he had the classic line: uh, "All football is good football because it's football, Paul." <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's kind of the uh, approach that we take to all of this. And so, we, baseball it doesn't matter that this is only, this is a, a discussion that only matters for a few hours. It's still fun to run the calculations and tweet about and imagine a world where the United States could advance to the quarterfinals by deliberately giving up the unearned walk off run in the bottom of the ninth. <laughs> Which could be an actual thing if they're t- if the U.S. and Colombia are tied at ten, going into the bottom of the ninth, then the needs- it would make more sense for the United States balls. to give up an unearned run to Colombia to lose eleven to ten on purpose than risk Colombia uh, scoring more than risk scoring two or more runs. Which would put Canada through, where if the United States loses 11 to 10 and there are one or two outs, then they go through on that tiebreaker. But they have to give it up as an unearned run, because if there are no outs, then they'll be tied with Canada and it will go on to the next level of tiebreaker, which is earned runs per defensive outs. Oh, my fucking God. (laughs) Yep. So that this this is the world that we currently live in. This is our current timeline where the There's United States could minutes. win on a deliberate walk off balk. I would do, the I would do to Colombia. I would do anything. I would do anything. Anything for them to do it. Oh my no, god, it would be is, so beautiful. This is the future we want. This is the, the this is what we live for at the Sickos Committee is coming up with and just trying our damnedest to just speak into existence the strangest scenarios that you could ever possibly hope for. Okay. I I do not want to cut this conversation short, but As most most people know, I just have something that I want to present that is really, really, really sick. And I really feel like we have the right audience. As most people know, I'm watching Ken Burns baseball and I've made it all the way to 1905. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And... I learned as I was falling asleep the other night and then I had to re-watch it again today because I was like, was that a dream? Like, I learned about the most unbelievable, sickest situation. Are you guys familiar with a little thing called Merkel's Boner? Yes. I Yes. Yes, I am. I and never knew stand, about so this. <laughs> I never knew about this. I am no. learning. I have learned about this today for the edification of our. Hang on, Addy. I just want to interrupt you for just a second because this is what happens when you've come to baseball, really, as a An grown adult. person. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. When you are. 12, 13, 14, 15, and like immersed in baseball, uh, you will get, you know, a books of like, here's the weird facts about baseball through the years from an uncle or whatever. And Merkel's no one ever gave me that. Exactly. So please oh go ahead. Oh my God. Okay. So here's my, okay. So in Ken Burns baseball, one of the like 
old man journalists who he like interviews all the time is like Merkel's boner. Try to describe that in 25 words. <laughs> so here's my attempt. I don't think I can do it in 25 words, but I'll try to do it succinctly since everyone knows except for me. Okay, so uh, Giants player. Okay, hang Fred on. Merkel. <laughs> yeah, Fred Merkel. <laughs> Fred Merkel. Um, okay, basically, there was a walk-off hit in the bottom of the ninth. Gi- um, Giants playing the Cubs. Fred Merkel is at bat. Or no, Fred Merkel's on first base, right? Yeah, Fred Merkel's on first base. So the hit happens. Giants player on third base runs home. Um, Giants fans get really excited and come on to the field. Fred Merkel, on his way to second base, gets scared of the crowd <laughs> and runs away. <laughs> yeah. By the way, he's the youngest player in the league. Um, he's 19 years old. And he um, runs away. Then a player on the Cubs realizes what has happened and tries to get someone to throw him the ball. But the first base coach for the Giants intercepts the ball, throws it into the crowd. This is the worst succinct explanation ever. And then brings it back, like runs and gets the ball or gets a different ball and goes to second base and gets the force out. And in the end, this leads to the Cubs winning the pennant when the Giants ultimately um, won this game but didn't win this game. Anyway, I this blew my mind. And I looked it up on Wikipedia to be like, is this a real story? Like, why is everyone acting like this is the most serious baseball history story? And it is. Like, it's the biggest deal. You all know about it. But my favorite part is that on the Wikipedia... Which under, I'm holding up right now. <laughs> under Merkel's boner, the sections are background... Game, boner. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm having a really good time finally getting all the experiences that I should have had as a child, I guess. (laughs) That is tremendous. I'm looking at the Wikipedia page now, too, and... What I didn't realize uh, previously was that this was 1908. So this is how the Cubs won their last pennant, uh, yes. I mean, their last their last World Series, <laughs> on their way to their last World Series win yeah. for 108 years. I think I said 1905, but you're right; it's 1908, and it was the and then and yeah. it cursed them. Mm-hmm. That's the birth of the initial curse. Yeah, get your goats out of here. That, uh, speaking of the, the goat, that's uh, my my own Chicago memory that I'll bring up is going to the Billy Goat Tavern just to like pop in and be a tourist and get a cheeseburger and a, a Coke um, and sitting there with Caroline and, um, you know, the White Sox are on TV enjoying our burgers and it suddenly it, it dawns on us, uh, the, the Tampa Bay Rays don't have a hit. The Tampa Bay Rays don't have a base runner. Um, Dwayne Wise makes a crazy catch at the center field wall. We watched Mark per- Mark Barley's perfect game in the Billy Goat Tap. <laughs> That's so beautiful. That's awesome. <laughs> I talked to um, Billy Cianis, who's the grand nephew of, yeah. maybe great grand nephew of Billy you know, yeah. of, of Billy, uh, the cursor in question, uh, for my book projects that I'm working on. Um, And one of the things that he told me is that he believes that his uncle, like, beyond the grave, finally, like, got, like, worked his magic. I was like, do you believe in magic? Like, do you believe there's something, like, real about it? And he was like, I think that, like, from beyond the grave, like, my uncle really helped that World Series happen. And I was like, you know what? I totally believe you. <laughs> I 100% unquestionably believe you. That seems impossible for them to win. That the the rain coming after Rajay Davis's homer, which itself is as incredible of a baseball moment as, as I've witnessed. Um, 
I know you're supposed to be impartial in the press box, but watching him take her all this Chapman deep was so fucking sweet. Um, <laughs> and the way the- journalism isn't real. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it's not. Exactly. Um, I might- and the brain. Like, yeah, it was my memories of that game are a little hazy because uh, my <laughs> partner almost had to um, very nearly call an ambulance on me because I was pale and clammy by <laughs> by about the middle of the tenth. <laughs> by, the, by the time the game was over, I was looking like a walking ghost, apparently. So I, I almost remember, got sent to the ER. <laughs> I remember specifically saying, I am so glad that this is not the Mets. Like, I would not be able, oh like, I would God. not be able to function. I would not be able to, like, breathe and be alive. Like, I... Brooke, I cannot imagine. Like, I have so – my heart goes out to you. That's so scary. I grew up as a Cubs fan in the 90s. So I got to see everything from the heyday of Ryan Sandberg to Kerry Wood to the 2003 playoffs where I, I almost broke my knuckles on a wall in the backyard after game six. It was just that heartbreaking. And I've kind of come around to, oh, it wasn't the fault of the dude who interfered. That was in game six. They still blew game seven after that. <laughs> <laughs> they, they still could gotten over it and they didn't so that's their fault but going through the uh, almost almost 30 years of being a Cubs fan of my life to that point and then the way that that World Series played out pro- probably took about a decade off the, off the uh, end of my life <laughs> but it was it was absolutely Absolutely incredible. I want to live those to, years anyway. To go on. <laughs> it's an incredible ride to go on, and part of me hopes that I never have to go on it again. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love for the Cubs to win another World Series. I do not look forward to what it would do to my cardiovascular health. <laughs> I, um, I, don't, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast, but I obviously, uh, my, my, my anxiety about the Mets in the four minutes that they were in the playoffs this season was like (laughs) unmanageable. And I went on a yoga retreat at the end of October, right over the first like few games of the world series. And I remember like going on this walk on this yoga retreat by myself and the like sun was setting and realizing that the world series was happening at that moment and having this moment of being like, Oh my god, thank you god. Like I couldn't I couldn't have done that this year. Like you were right. Like like it was not the right time. Like I wouldn't be able to like I would I like I was going on this retreat for like 2 years. It like kept getting delayed because of COVID and I was like, "Oh my god. Like it was never meant to be. Like thank I I get it now." <laughs> See, that's how we felt with Carlos Rodon's no-hitter. Like, yeah, it's it's not the World Series, but that entire no-hitter, like, I was puffing my inhaler and just, <laughs> like, freaking out and, like, pacing my bedroom. My kids are, like, you know, trying to sleep. I'm covering this game, and I'm pacing. I'm, like, ready to vomit. Like, I just feel everything, like, rising in my chest, and... Again, puffing that inhaler, texting my husband back and forth, like, oh my God, do you think it's going to happen? He's he's come so far. Like, I was like this this proud mother in that moment of him, even though we're closer in age, obviously. But it was like, he's been through so much. And then I wrote this article in like 20 minutes and submitted it about his no-no. And it was just me like, I'm so proud of him. He's my son now. And oh my God. <laughs> It was an embarrassing, embarrassing night. I had a, I, you know, I love the Mets. I never forgot how much I love the Mets. 
obviously seeing all of them get to spring training, I'm like, oh, they're so cute. Like, I love all of them. They they had a video. T- okay, again, SNY's social media person is out there. Like, also the I think it was the the Mets social media person. Their their actual social media person is doing an amazing job right now and always. And they had like a a video today where they all had to say who they thought would be a country music star, and everyone said Drew Smith. <laughs> everyone but like he definitely was like the leader of the of, of the amount of responses Addie, what um, did you do to that boy <laughs> I'm just like oh my god of course that's the one i fell in love with you know um but the thing literally just seeing francisco Lindor's inside the park home run right before we got on the podcast i just had this like spike of being like Oh right! Like I'm literally obsessed with them. Like they're they're all my favorite people alive. Like this is so fun to be back. Uh, the Dominican did not wind up doing anything uh, with that rally that they had going when we started the show. They're in the seventh now. You've already known what happens, but that's just our. Wait, own. what's the score now? Five two, Puerto Rico in the seventh. So uh, Francisco Lindor's uh, pool MVP award is. I'm not really sure about that. Uh, Pool D, Venezuela's been kicking ass. Um, so, yeah. Venezuela, by the way, they are so much fun. And and oh, yeah. Eduardo Escobar homer today. And, you know, shout out to him once again um, for being the saving grace of a team that has so many fucking Astros on it. Look um, <laughs> up. Here's Jose Altuve. It was beautiful. Like, just as... As a member of the Jewish diaspora, Ed, like rooting for Team Israel is about as close as I get these days to a lot of things. I, you know, we'll, we'll have some kind of seder. Um, I was excited when I walked by a, a store that was like the Purim Depot in Deep Brooklyn um, that said "Shtick" on the awning, which was like mind blowing. Um, but like rooting for Team Israel is cool. It's not affiliating myself with the actual. Uh, state of Israel because uh, Team Israel is a made-up contact c- concept that has dudes like uh, Ryan Lavarnway and Ty Kelly, who's cool. Um, so I'm I'm down with that. Great, I love Ty Kelly. And that was um, Addy because you got into with Ken Burns the the you had the the story that you shared with us in the group chat about the Phillies. <laughs> Um, yeah, I wound up doing some reading last night after the Great Britain game about uh, British, actual British-born baseball players, unlike uh, L.A., California, Showtime Lakers' uh, great son, um, Trace Thompson, uh, Clay's brother, brother of a U.S. Olympic gold, bas- gold medal basketball player playing for Great Britain. Uh, the founding fathers rolling over in their graves at that Seriously. one. Seriously. And I don't even like this country and I feel betrayed. I know. I know. Again, it's it, when it's sports, it's a different concept. I like there is no time that I am more patriotic than when it's team USA. Well, it's <laughs> so true. But my my boyfriend and I were all like we're talking about this so much during the World Cup, where it's just like the one time that we're both just like I love America. <laughs> I have this flag in the house, and I am going to use it for this two hours. I felt that way. Seeing that picture of Lance Lynn wrapped in an American flag, I was like, that is my president. He is king of America. He is a sex pot right now. Like, I love this country. Yeah. Even with how much easier it's made being a fan of teams, learning to take sort of the sickos mindset to it. Yeah, that all goes out the window when Team USA is playing. <laughs> it's like, all right, Arizona State football. I can I can tolerate that now because I can see the, the sicko side of it. Watching the Cubs play, there is tons there to enjoy from this standpoint. Is uh, USA comes out, I believe that we will win. I believe that we will win. Oh, my God. The worst chant of all time. It's so good. It's like so bad that it's good. Oh, it, it's horrible, and yet it's I so can't bad. Not. It's perfect. It's so <laughs> perfect. I I also um, 
I also forgot what I was going to say. So never mind. Okay. Uh, the, the, by the way, you mentioned the the King of America, Lance Lynn. To me, the Queen of America uh, is Kelsey Plum, who I absolutely fell in love with during the uh, Olympic three on three basketball uh, a couple of years. Uh, I guess that was twenty twenty one. Yeah, two years ago now. Um, in that odd Olympic year, um, she kicked ass. And yeah, Time absolutely. It totally is. <laughs> um, oh, bless you. Excuse me. Um, so yeah, she she was a gold medalist there, um, and like I followed her since then, and like she's one of the coolest people in the WNBA, which is fucking saying something because that is a league that's just full of absolutely mm-hmm. awesome human beings. Um, she kicks ass, and like I had seen her pick like her wedding pictures. Um, recently, like I think it was like last week or the week before, maybe two weeks, three weeks ago. Um, she got married to this amazingly hot dude, like just like, yes, um, seriously. <laughs> is he famous? Is that like he a famous is, person that I should know? This, this is what happened. I did not know who he was. I just thought, oh man, good for Kelsey Plum. She married, like, um, I put it together when I saw a picture of him today, what I described him as 90% size Aaron Judge. Um, that is uh, Darren Waller, who was of the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Kelsey Plum plays. Um, wow, I should know him. He was my backup tight end on my fantasy team this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, now he has, he has joined the New York Giants. And this is a moment that I realized in my life. Um, this is awesome. My favorite player's husband is now on my team. Um, my ostensible team because I've really become, uh, yeah, sicko's mindset. I'm a red zone fan now when it comes oh to Oh my yeah. God. I'm, oh yeah. I am truly a, a red zone fan. Although of course, as some of you know, I am a Jets fan. And let me just say, this is going to be Uh-oh. the second season of all time, baby. Let's Uh-oh. go Jets. <laughs> I'm literally so, I'm so ready. I'm so ready. It's so stupid. It's so dumb. It's so Mets. It's like everything about it. It's so perfect. And I just, I can't wait. I, it's going to be a season of content, heartbreak, cancellation. And the Jets are going to be fucking amazing. <laughs> How did you become a Jets fan? Because well, um, is it related? Is, what did you say? Is it Mets related? So it's a little bit Mets related. I became a – I like to uh, convert to sports in my – you know, at the worst possible moment. <laughs> um, so I – it's it's kind of about like, oh, a kinship with a lot of Jets fans because of Mets fans. But it really was when Zach Wilson from BYU – I grew up Utah – I grew up in Utah. I grew up Mormon – when Zach Wilson got drafted by the Jets, I was like, this is so perfect. Like, I think I'm a Jets fan now. Like, this is just really, like, a beautiful marriage. And it was just like, this is so funny. Like, it's like, it's like so stupid. Like, I just went in, like, full sicko glasses on. I was just like, this is the dumbest way to do the dumbest thing in the world. So, like, let's do it. And so to make it even better – um, I literally like have just the the very first thing I did as a Jets fan was immediately hate Zach Wilson. Like I just like instantly turned on him. Like, and I, um, my partner went to USF. You're correct, well, I mean, yeah, obviously. So my boyfriend went to USF, um, where there was a backup quarterback named Mike White, who then became a Jet, um, who became my king, my idol, my <laughs> beloved. Um, my partner is a Miami Dolphins fan who got me an amazing, like, handmade off Etsy, like, Mike White Jets shirt for my birthday. Um, oh, no. Anyway, some of you may know that Mike White became a dolphin <laughs> over the weekend, which makes this shirt even better. And it's okay because we're going to have Aaron Rodgers anyway. <laughs> I was a Jets fan as a child, actually. I was a big Vinny Testaverde girly 
I had his jersey. <laughs> big mini testimony there, girly. <laughs> I, I, in sixth grade, I did a report about him. Like, it was his biography report. That was who I picked, was Vinny Testaverde. And my mom was like, where the hell did this even come from? Do you watch football? And I was like, I don't know. I just love this man. My uh, my similar project uh, of, like, pick a person was Marv Albert. Uh, so, uh, I, uh, I, I, as far as pro football, I grew up a Cardinals fan. My, oh, dear. My entire childhood is it was pretty miserable. <laughs> Because you've got the uh, 97 Rose Bowl, you've got the 03 Cubs, you've got the entirety of the, the Cardinals' existence, you've got the entirety of the Suns' existence. It, it's, I, I, the, the, I, I have a type when it comes to teams. Are you from seem. Arizona? I am originally from Arizona. I grew wow. up in Tucson. My parents actually met in the ASU marching band. And wow. so I left, I left Tucson after graduating high school to go to ASU and just sort of never left until we moved uh, out to the West Coast a couple years ago because being stuck in a house in Phoenix during COVID for an entire summer it, with two kids who were under eight at the time was not very fun. Yeah, that sounds terrible. First of all, yeah. Southwest solidarity. Uh, what a Ooh. strange and wonderful quadrant of our country to live and, <laughs> and grow up in. Second of all, how did you become a Cub stan? I, that's kind of a weird story. My my dad's dad went uh, is from that part of the country. He went to Northwestern, uh, and so he's a Cubs fan because he because he grew up as one. That was the local team. On the other side of my family, one of my uncles has always been a Cubs fan for reasons that I nor anyone else have ever really been able to elucidate. He's just a Cubs fan because he's just. He just is. He's kind of the weird one in the family like that. But uh, between, I guess, I guess so. Between the the two of them, it sort of uh, landed, uh, the the curse of Cubs fandom uh, sort of landed on me. Uh, And I don't know what it is about it. I just ended up always being a Cubs fan. Other than that, it's mostly like local Local sports teams, like back when Tucson was a spring training and minor league town, and obviously the Suns, the Mercury, the Cardinals, Diamondbacks when they came around, but they're they're still always second to the Cubs. Never, never the U of A though. The Diamondbacks. <laughs> the Diamondbacks. I literally <clears throat> forgot <laughs> about until you said that. Um, there. Which is the we whole thing about the Diamondbacks. Mercury's huh? been good. They've had, you know, arguably the best player in the history of the WNBA. Um, and and to circle back to that, um, what happened to oh, me? Oh yeah, sorry, Jesse. Oh, <laughs> oh no, we went off on a tangent on Willett's Pod. Whatever are we going to no. do? Um, <laughs> I I tweeted last night. I will uh, call this back up for the exact words. Would be rude for the Liberty not to trade for Kelsey Plum now, IMO. Um, and I just, you know, off the cuff tweeted that. Um, and imagine my surprise when that pops up on ESPN's Instagram. And then Kelsey Plum is commenting, LOL, what's happening? ESPN should have asked for your intellectual property rights if they wanted they to do that. Not. It never happened in all of the years that I was a sports writer. <laughs> Like, yes, like when I was actually doing this professionally, did ESPN ever come a calling? No. But here we are. On the ESPN. Know, that's really how life goes, isn't it? Yeah. So, uh, Kelsey Plum, we, we would welcome you along with Julie McGill um, on the show at any time. And Julie Darren McGill. Waller. Yeah, and Darren Waller. Yeah. You were a great backup tight end. Uh-huh. When you played, you were hurt for most of the season, but it's okay. You looked really good <laughs> on the sideline, though. Oh, my 
God, he's hot. Um, where where were we? Um, distracted by Darren Waller. Um, I will yeah. say that for uh, <laughs> what you said about it being funny that you never ended up being like on the ESP one of your tweets being on the ESPN Instagram or anything like that when you were actually a sports writer. Like the sickos community, we were just a bunch of fans in the freaking shutdown forecast Discord, and uh, just riffing off of uh, the the joke that Ryan Nanny and Jason Kirk would pick like a sickos game of the week from college football, and it started as a Google Doc that I still have of the sickos committee planning commission committee of sickos, something like that, and we only thought there would be like maybe 20 of us tops that would ever think this was funny. We didn't care. We, we just like, Hey, we find this funny. We're going to do that. Now the sickos committee account has like 90,000 followers and has, has been mentioned on like college football broadcasts on ES. It's ridiculous. The, the commit, the guy who I guess sort of got appointed by the rest of us as commissioner has been on Paul Feinbaum. Like, how does any of this happen? That's, this was supposed to only be funny to like maybe two dozen of us. But that's the thing that you tapped into. And that's, that's really why yeah. we're here too. Like Addie is a, uh, you were a political writer by trade. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Now you, you nope. left that. So. <laughs> I, <did. laughs> uh, I, I feel like there's there's a part of me that always just kind of wants to start the show by being like, um, there's a Richard Scarry book called What Do People Do All Day? And I, I always loved reading that with the kids. And they, well, I didn't love reading it because Richard Scarry is goddamn wordy and tough to read about <laughs> after a while. Um, but Aside from that, uh, it's it's a delightful. All all of his books are delightful. Um, busy town forever. Uh, but like, what do people do all day? And I have entered this world too of like, where I'm working in the adult world now um, with like a real adult grown up person job where like I type things like we need to talk about next steps, and then I want to put my head in a blender. Um, it's it's like what do people do all day? I don't even know. Um, so yeah, that that's that's a thing, and I have yep. lost my train of thought on that. Fortunately, we have this uh, Google Doc that also. Uh, oh, I wanted to bring up uh, speaking of college and, and college sports and a, a similarity. And I think you you tweeted this last night, or or there was some form of sickos tweet about this. The Auburn Georgia Tech. Uh, baseball game is up, <laughs> runs down um, and like played extra like it was 11-11 at the end of nine innings so of course they played like 12 um, yep. like nobody could score and they were leaving all kinds of runners on base through extra innings until Auburn finally walked it off um, and it's too bad Britt's not here now because she is the true champion on this show of uh, Auburn as the chaos agent uh, yeah it, it, not just in not just in football, I guess. Oh yeah, I, I again the um, sickos committee having had its genesis in sort of the college football yeah. sphere at large. Um, yeah, Auburn oh. as a chaos agent is absolutely a, a thing in that in in that sphere as well. Uh, Auburn Jesus and just. Auburn, the, the magical ability for them to conjure bad things wherever they are. <laughs> they, ma- bad things manage to happen around and adjacent to Auburn sports. And that uh, we, we, uh, really, we, we enjoy the fact that that's not bound to just football. We love that uh, in uh, our, we have a college basketball account too, uh, that baseball, obviously, we love it. It's it's a an uh, endless fount of content for us. That's uh, the existence of Auburn. Of <laughs> Auburn, uh, is there where I was going with that before? And and I got back on my train of thought was yes, the Sickos Committee uh, on the Shutdown Fullcast Discord. If you are here from there, you might enjoy our Discord as well, um, and you'll probably also. Uh, to sign up for this show because uh, Brian Nanny is coming as a guest 
next, well, next week in terms of our recording calendar, I have absolutely no idea when things get posted because uh, it's not like I run the site or anything and am responsible for posting. It just happens when it's supposed to happen. Yeah, exactly. You yell Uh, into the magic box and then it appears on the internet. Exactly. That's literally my experience of this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We are all here from the internet and of the internet, and that is how internet happens. You point at the magic box, and when when it's ready, it it appears. Um, I still Mm -hmm. don't know if we're on Spotify because I don't listen to podcasts there, and I can't make my other podcasts on Spotify work. Um, So I gave up. Here, do you want me to look? Yeah, uh, we might have like four episodes on there or something. Last time I checked, it was, it was well, like I said, my own Spotify podcast show. I listen to this on Apple Podcasts or on um, on our, you know, Substack page uh, where you get the lovely show notes. Um, and I have now uh, made this transition over to, uh, yeah, our, our last episode before this one was the Arizona Ice Tea F1 racing team uh where we you know discussed all all the star signs of our favorite formula one drivers and now we continue to this uh the arizona ice tea association of uh fantasy baseball the aita uh fantasy baseball league that will be part of that's not what it's going to be called at all i can't name everything after arizona ice tea they will start to get angry about being associated with this unless they're not Unless they, they want to start been. paying to be associated yeah, with it. Yeah. Maybe they'll love it. Uh, Arizona's social media manager to this point has given no indication one way or the other, uh, aside from ignoring everything that we've done and possibly not seeing. Um, I, I'll tag him again. Why not? You know, Arizona. I've drank, I've drank the entire can. It's delicious. Um, just wish there was a, a little bit more. Uh, that old two ounces, but I don't blame them. They, they've done what they did to keep this at 99 cents. Um, so our Fantasy Baseball League is not going to be, as you might expect, not going to be a regular Fantasy Baseball League. Um, <gasps> what? Yeah, I know. It's shocking. Um, so we're going to have, it, it'll be, you know, are you, everyone will have a lineup. Uh, there will be batters, pitchers, draft. We're, we're going to do a draft over the next few weeks before opening day. You'll be able to read about it on the site and all that. It's going to provide us with a lot of entertainment. Um, basically, what's going to happen is I'm not going to play. I am going to assume the rule of commissioner, which is something that uh, takes me back because between high school and college uh, and between my freshman and sophomore years of college, I worked for a little company in uh in New York called small world sports that eventually it was four and four of us, including me the summer between high school and, and college kid, uh, four of us in the summer of 98, uh, playing EA sports world cup, uh, on our computer network across, uh, and basically just designing these fantasy games that were so much fun. And they eventually got bought out and then, uh, uh, everybody who was actually there, I think, made some money. Um, maybe they didn't. I don't know. Somebody made money. Somebody made money in that first internet boom. Anyway, I had a great time, and I, I've uh, gone off on another tangent about that. But what was what was so much fun for me was like designing the the rules, the points, and stuff. And now that I'm a grown up, um, the thing that I'm really going to enjoy about this is giving our fantasy baseball league what fantasy baseball needs, which is something to keep you invested all season long, regardless of how into it you are or how well your team is doing. I will be there serving as, uh, I, I, I don't want to say TJ Lavin because he's put such a, a mark on the MTV challenge, but if there's somebody who I would look up to in that, in that realm, um, it, it's TJ Lavin. Uh, and, and also, I'd like to be able to do some cool fucking BMX tricks. Um, that'd be good. Are any of you guys uh, Challenge fans going back? Nobody. Nobody's a fan of the MTV Challenge. That's too bad. It's a good show. No, I'm sorry. I'm trying to watch... I'm too young for that. I'm trying to watch all the good reality TV of all the, of the last, like, 30 well, years. And I have to say, it's quite an undertaking. I have, like... 
38 more fucking seasons of Survivor after I finish Ken Burns Baseball. <laughs> Ken Burns Baseball isn't that long. It's only Ken Burns Baseball <laughs> is only 11 two-hour episodes. <laughs> so the the idea for the fantasy baseball here is that I'm going to uh, come up with twists. Um, I don't even know what all of the twists will be yet. I know what some of the draft twists will be. Um, like any good reality show, I will be making it up and improvising as we go along. That's to what I like to hear. Maximum chaos and entertainment. That is my goal as commissioner. Um, some semblance of fairness. So what, what I'm going to ask everybody to do is to um, just the only regulation on a, a naming convention is having a place and a nickname. So we will come back with our, our team names and, and city affiliations or regional affiliate, whatever market we take. Um, Cause that's going to play into things not to give. Wow. Okay. So let me just make sure I have this straight. Let me make sure I have this straight. Yeah. So we we name our team. It can be mm-hmm. whatever team name you want it to be, but we need to pick where they play. Like what what market, what place, town in which they're playing. Yes. Got it. It can be Got where it. you're from. It can be where you are. It can be. Whatever you want. Got um, it. And there will be associated uh, bonuses and pitfalls for um, realism or silliness along the way. <laughs> uh, you know, there's so many, there are so many levers to play with when you forget about the idea of our fantasy baseball league has to just be who has the most hits, runs scored, RBIs, home runs, and stolen bases. Um, that can be fun, but also uh, you can be uh, completely done with it after three weeks. Uh, yeah. So that is what we are going to avoid, uh, and I am excited about it. We have that that first uh, idea there of. Uh, uh, team names will will be happening, and I will also be um, getting people to join this league beyond uh, the three people who are on this podcast. That's going to be an important thing because if it is uh, just three of you guys in the league, and I guess uh, plus our, our plus Britt and uh, Colleen, um, like Keelan will probably be in. So that's like six people. So that's Should that's still some- not enough. Should we get some Discord friends? I I imagine we will. Uh, we we will. I I have uh, you know folks that I want to reach out to. Uh, we'll yeah, and- some of you are our favorites. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um and and the other thing that that we will you know it's a reality show so anything could happen. Ooh. Um, but um, I was watching Perfect Match on Netflix. And um, it is a complete and utter schlock that I'm not going to be like, oh, Caroline was watching it. Yeah, she was watching it. And then I got all the way fucking into it. So, like, let's not pretend like I'm above that in any way, shape, or form. I, I will wallow in that trash. And it was. It. Sicko's mentality for reality TV. Um, it, <laughs> it was there, and I was like, Man, I just want Chloe to be happy. She seems cool, and even if it's just an act, like, yeah. Um, so that it, that that will be the inspiration for this, and uh, I think you know, y'all have heard this uh, for the the time that we've been talking so far. We we still have uh, a little bit more to talk about before we get going, but that's uh, the basic idea and the genesis of. Um, the fantasy baseball league to be named uh, eventually. What the fuck? This can of Arizona iced tea, a uh, green tea honey with uh, with gin- green tea with ginseng and honey. Uh, I've not noticed this before. You see, it says great hot. I've noticed that before. I've noticed that before. I've never noticed that. I don't I understand. Feel like, like, are you supposed to microwave it? I don't know. 
No, because you can't microwave that. The no. can, not the can itself. Oh my god! I mean, are you supposed to pour it into something else and that microwave attitude. it? <laughs> but I'm saying that's that's a real danger. If you break great hot on a can, people are going to stick these in the microwave. You know what? That's fair. There's oh, a lot of dummies out there. there. We shouldn't get them. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, on next week's show, we will be microwaving cans of Arizona iced tea. Uh, that will be a video episode because that's going to be fucking great. That's um, the end of Willett's Pod. And, and the end of a microwave, probably. <clears throat> well, yeah. Uh, so there's that. Uh, there's what, what else do we have? The you guys do uh, any any pools? Did you do our pool for the for the brackets? That's actually starting. It's March. It's the middle of March, and I feel like college basketball. And and again, um, somebody who is very into this time of year, I feel like college basketball has barely existed in my life, and I don't know who anybody is. And I am just rooting for chaos in the tournament, even more oh, so. Yeah. Than- Oh yeah, of course. The only thing I ever want to see is sixteen speeding ones, and then it's over for me. I also want to see South Carolina's women just beat the snot out of everybody, um, and Aaliyah Boston get her due as uh, dominant force that she is at this level of the game, and maybe we'll be at the next level. But like, she's been so good there and like in a way that like gets overlooked because the team is so good and because they're not UConn um I could go on a whole thing about like why South Carolina isn't getting the the respect that it deserves but yeah that's uh that's that's a whole other thing for a whole other show about a whole other sport uh did we do a show about a sport has this been a show um what was this about Sport. We talked about sport. Yeah, we we talked about sport for sure. This fits in the sports category on. Yeah. On the, I mean, this is sports category on iTunes. This is the most we've talked about baseball in like three weeks. <laughs> Baseball's coming. It's and I'm coming. Excited. I'm excited. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be a good year, you guys. Right? Yeah. Can I, can I see some smiles? Oh, yeah. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going to see the Mets on April first, third. I don't fucking know what day it is anymore. I'm going to see them in Milwaukee. Exciting. Feels like an early Milwaukee trip. Yeah, uh, I don't know, but it's well. I mean, they they can close their stadium. Yeah, I feel like the Mets usually wind up in Milwaukee in like the middle of August in some boring series or like. I'm always like. like they're playing Keith the Brewers. Thing, yeah. I'm going yeah, with the, the lovely best. Colleen, though. Hmm, Colleen. You guys should just do a pot at the park there, just the two of you. I, Maybe I we have time to order you guys a a pair of lavalier microphones by then. They plug into your phone. It's real easy. Um, an idiot like me can make it work for 13 episodes last season. It was really fun. Uh, it was so easy. It was and it was traumatizing, um, but that's another story. And then, it wasn't the podcast's uh, fault. No. Yeah, it was fucking Emma Stone's fault. Um, yep. We're going to track her down with Nathan Fielder. And uh, give her the business. <laughs> Bring Kate Upton along, too. Um, that's that's our team. That's looking, our team. Looking, you, me, Nathan Fielder, Kate Upton. Okay, literally a terrifying group. Like, that's scary. Cold, cold watch. Dream blunt rotation, though. I mean, <laughs> I mean yeah. Uh huh. Much well, the same as this episode of Willett's Pod has been. Uh, one more thing that I'd like to speak about as far as being high. Um, who is in charge of scheduling Auburn baseball that they were playing last night? Um, like nearly mid they are the Auburn is central time. So it was, it was nearly 11 o'clock there. Um, and I know that it was extra innings, but like that is not a warm place. Um, n- 
mid central Alabama, uh, not really east. Is it east central? I don't know my Alabama geography. I'm not going to pretend to know exactly where Auburn is. But Alabama, like while in the south, like it's still fucking cold at night in early March, and these guys were like wearing you know the the big puffy coats, and it's like, do we really need to have uh like I I appreciate college baseball has a season that starts now and um but like shouldn't they be still in in florida or something um alabama still is is not it at this time of year as uh, as that showed last night and, and they all look very very happy to go home speaking of which that that other uh um speaking of happy to go home we, we need to talk about that before we you guys see that that clip of uh the umpire um <laughs> Sounds like you did, so I'll, I'll let you take the. Oh one. yeah, yeah. No, I've I've seen it. The um, the best way that I can describe it is. Right, it, was, he, it was New Orleans against Mississippi Valley State was the game. No, it comes to mind, and it was uh, Mississippi State. Mississippi Valley State was was batting, and down by like four or five runs. Okay. Oh, this. Uh, you're, you're talking about the other Empire video from this past week. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm talking about the one where uh, the kid from Mississippi Valley State, like, is upset at the 1-1 pitch that's, you know, questionable being called strike two. And he, like, does a little jump but, like, kind of collects himself quickly enough. Um, but then the umpire rings him up for strike three to end the game on a pitch that is like four feet outside. And like the catcher was even throwing it back to the pitcher. Like, Oh, that's ball two. Um, and the umpire just calls strike three on this kid and, and walks off in just like the most ump show thing ever. I, I now need to know what the second umpire thing was. Cause I missed it. All right. I am uh, scrolling to try to find the details so that I can describe it accurately. Uh, because of course we, Retweeted this from at Sickos of Summer. Let give me just a few more minutes to find it. Having to scroll through a lot of. <laughs> there is a lot of Sickos material. There has been a lot going on. Oh, here it, it is. is. It is only the the Ides of March. Who is our favorite right. senior baseball player? Is Turris? He's the first one who comes to mind for me. What did? You, what was the question, Jesse? Favorite baseball Caesar. Ah. Oh, that's a good one. I can tell you, mine is not Caesar Hernandez. Okay. I don't know if I have a favorite Caesar. I I thought of is Taurus first, so I'm going to stick is Taurus. I don't the think Yankees I have a guy who either. I like to Caesar Cabral for for a hot minute. He was like a funky lefty, and I immediately liked him because his name was Caesar Cabral, which was both Caesar and Cabral, the name of my drug dealer at the time. <laughs> I don't have a drug dealer anymore. That's a just buy pot at the store. What a world! What a world! Guys, I think we need to end the podcast. I mean, Diaz is pitching did, did and they're you playing. Did the Caesar that you were looking for? What? Did oh. you find the Caesar that you were looking for? No, I got distracted a... because Edwin Diaz is currently pitching and they played the trumpet song when he walked out. <laughs> Maybe that's how we close this I one. did, in the meantime, find the, the other umpire video. There we go. <laughs> that um, so this is between, I don't know, two schools that I've, I've never heard of. And it's the bottom of the sixth inning, the start of the inning, the pitcher throws the first pitch, it's called strike, and the umpire just takes off his mask and find trying to find someone to hand it to, and he, he's just throwing baseballs on the ground now, and he, he's... He's done. He's decided that he's just done with this. <laughs> he says, I got six kids at home and I don't need this. And he just leaves. 
in the middle of the game. It's the bottom of the sixth, and the umpire just decides to retire. Just, I'm done. <laughs> I feel that on a daily basis. What did they, what did they do? I don't even know. And this was being I broadcast on for some small local station or internet streaming, probably. And the the, the comment the commentators are just like, "What's even going on?" <laughs> it's just, it, he, the umpire literally just takes off his mask, tries to hand it to the batter because he's the first person that's closest they could hand something to, starts taking the baseballs out of his pockets, just rolling them on the ground towards one of the dugouts, and just walks off. And it, 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 you can hear him. It picks up over the microphone. He says, I got six kids at home and don't need this. <laughs> and he just I'm goes. 30 or 40 years old. And, and everyone... <laughs> yes, it's very much it's very much that. It's very much a master shake moment. And everyone on the field is just watching the crowds going like, what are you doing? And no one knows what to do. I don't know if they continued the game or not. That that doesn't matter. What what what's important to know here is the umpire just decided in the middle of the game. It's it's uh, a three nothing game. The home team is leading. It's the bottom of the sixth. It's probably a meaningless game anyway. I don't know what conference so, this is, yeah. what level it is. I'm just, just done. Just done. I feel it does matter to me if they kept playing because I just have this dream, sort of like, you know, what does a world look like without cops? But like in baseball, like, could we do it without umpires? Like, oh, yeah. can we just funny get you rid mentioned of them? That. And, like, funny, I that because case. there was a spring training game a couple of weeks ago where the Pirates and Orioles yeah, yeah. wanted to. Uh, oh be, right! Yep the the uh, Pirates were leading. It was going into the bottom of the ninth. The two teams agreed, "Hey, let's yeah. let's let's play out the bottom of the ninth inning. Just get the extra reps in." And the umpires just left. The entire crew just picked up their stuff and walked off and they're like we're fucking you. all of the we're players yeah they're like we're not getting paid for this we're out of here and all of the players were already warming up and everything for to, to play another half inning and the umpires were watching them and like very terminately walking towards the exit they're like, we are out of here. Spring training park. They kept walking. They kept walking. And the game just went on without them. The I guess the catcher just called the balls and strikes. They played an extra three outs before the players left. It's beautiful. Like, it's beautiful. Come on, This is the foundation of the revolution. Yes. Yes. ACAB includes umpires and Angel Hernandez. It does. Absolutely. Angel Hernandez, if you're listening, take a hint. Take off that mask. (laughs) I don't know how many kids you have at home, but you don't need this. Uh, And after this amount of time, we are um, are recorded. We're we're moments away from hitting an hour and nine minutes. And I'm not going to say how many minutes that is, but it has been a really nice show. So, uh, Addy, Crystal. Brooke, it is so nice to meet you. We we've never. This even has been awesome. Like we've been friends for years. I love it. This uh, this has been amazing. Forward. Thank you yeah. so much for inviting me. Absolutely, and we look forward to uh, playing. No, weird no, 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 no. Edwin Diaz just maybe hurt his knee while celebrating the team Puerto Rico win. And that's the season. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>